the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Missing your mojo? Just go to mojo50.com for on-demand podcasts. Are you more satisfied with your life right now than where you were a year ago? Hello and welcome to the Pat Oni Show. I am your host, Pat Oni, right here on Mojo Five O. I think that this is a question that deserves answering. Are you more satisfied with life right now than where you were a year ago? I think for most people that answer is going to be yes for a myriad of reasons. I think now that things are slowly but surely opening back up in different parts of the country, now that people are able to get back to doing things more with friends and family and uh, getting out there and, and just having a sense of normalcy, I think, will provide some sort of satisfaction with your life. But is that, is that a reason why we should be satisfied? I mean, because really that was within our rights within the first place, right? Or so we should all believe. I mean, our government wouldn't have us believe that in the last year, but, but we really did have all of these rights in the last year. And something I have learned within the last week or rather something I've been reminded of, I think is something I've always known, is that your rights cannot be taken away. They can, however, be given away. That is true. And we, over the course of the last year, many of us gave our rights away for the sake of trying to stay safe from a novel coronavirus. And we've tried to influence our government to enforce mandates and penalties and all this sort of fun stuff on other people to comply with what we believe should be their way of life so that we can feel safe. But the real question now is, are you more satisfied with your life than where you were a year ago? I think for me, the answer is very simple. And that is, yes, I, I am more satisfied with my life than where I was a year ago. And But it's not because of the coronavirus. It's not because of the vaccine. It's not for the sake of a sense of normalcy. It's for none of those things. I have been able to do things in the last year that would have been more difficult for me to do had I still been in the office. I've been working at home for the past year. I'm going to be working at home for at least the foreseeable future and possibly forever at this point because 
That's just how my company evolved over the last year that I worked for, um, for my day job. And it's been fantastic. I, I have a little bit more convenience of what I am able to do at home. I also have the, well, three best coworkers in the world. Um, one of those coworkers uh, has a job of her own nine months out of the year, being that she's a teacher, and that is Mrs. Pat. But my other two coworkers happen to be um, furry and four-legged, and uh, I often call them frick and frack because they are just a couple of goofballs, but I have two labs that just hang out with me all day. And it's provided me with an opportunity to not just hang out with them and hang out with my wife more and being able to uh, take care of some things around the house and to be more involved around the house. It's also given me the opportunity to focus on my radio career, focus on my show, also focus on critical thinking with Andrew Coppins and being able to do that daily show. Um, Had I been back in the office, I don't know that I would be doing both shows right now. Um, just because that takes time in of itself. And when would we find the time to actually get together and do a show? I mean, yes, it's only an hour, but if you think about it, if you're doing if you're doing a radio program right, there's a lot of research, there's a lot of reading, there's a lot of note taking, there's a lot of prep involved. Now, I will say that, I do take notes for all of my shows, but uh, I don't typically use them. Um, I I write down kind of things that I want to cover so I have them fresh in my mind. But it it takes time. It takes effort. It takes um, patience to, to be able to do those things. But I'm not the only person in the world that has found an ability and even a necessity to to be able to pursue life's passions now that I'm working from home. I think a lot of people have found that they are more satisfied with their lives because now they get to be home. They get to be home with their families. They, I I know a bunch of um, dads that uh, were working full time that, that now that they are working from home, they absolutely love it. Um, That, they get to spend more time with their kids. I, I remember working with a young dad last year that um, his his son was, oh, about one, maybe two years old. And uh, his wife just recently had a baby. And he has been completely over the moon by the fact that he gets to work from home because now he doesn't miss a beat with his kids. He gets to be there for all the firsts because a lot of times when you, you know, when you work in the office, you might miss some firsts. It's okay. It's, it's not, it sucks. It's disappointing. You want to, you want to be that parent that's there for everything. And for a lot of people that, that has been made a dream come true over the last year. A survey that of uh, data that was released by Gallup earlier this week said that 59.2% of all Americans are now thriving, which is the highest percentage ever recorded in Gallup's 13 years of measurement. So, that means people are supposedly more satisfied and they're thriving more so than what they were a year ago. 
So Gallup is, is defining this thriving based on, on two metrics, how people rate their overall satisfaction now and how they project their overall satisfaction in the next five years. Those who rate their current life satisfaction at a seven or higher out of 10 and their projected future life at eight or higher are, are considering to be thriving. To be honest, if I was going off of this data for myself, I would be well within this range for the sake of I'm able to do what I want to do and I'm also able to provide for my family at the same time. I have been given more opportunities to do so from my home than I was ever able to do um, in the office all year round. And I think many people are feeling this way. Since thriving families are improving rapidly since the beginning of the year, and it's not hard to understand why. The rise in satisfaction comes from a widespread administration of the COVID-19 vaccine and the resulting reopening of the economy. People are happy that they can see their families and friends and return to bars, restaurants, movie theaters, and coffee shops. Okay, so to divert this a little bit back into the coronavirus vaccine... The vaccine has nothing to do it for me. Maybe for a lot of other people it does. And I could see why, because a lot of people feel that, well, their rights are being returned to them and that they they finally get to be able to go out and see family and friends again and go to restaurants and the movie theater and so on and so forth. But then I thought about it. Are we really more satisfied of because of something that we have done or are we more satisfied because, well, government now says we can be more satisfied with things finally reopening and, and, and having a sense of normalcy? For me, the last year has not been normal. Working from home is not normal. Um, dare I say, doing a lot of things I've been able to do in the last year, like doing two radio programs. For the most people, that's not necessarily normal. I don't know many people. I mean, I do. But how many people really pursue these kinds of passions? Is it normal? For me, normal never was. And it's just a lifestyle change. So normal never was. And if normal never was, Didn't we have these rights to begin with to go out and see our friends and family at the very least? We may not be able to control what bars and restaurants do and what movie theaters do or what coffee shops do, but we can control what we do as individuals. I mean, if different kinds of businesses want to shut down or lock down or put up certain restrictions, they were always going to. And then the market would take over and we would see what the results of making those kinds of decisions would be. But didn't we always have the right to go visit our friends and family? I mean, who the hell said that we couldn't do that? If you were, if you're sitting there thinking like, well, yeah, we, we couldn't do that for the last year, but now we can because we have a vaccine. You're doing it wrong. You're flat out doing it wrong. You have every right to go see whoever you want to go see, as long as they also agree to it, by the way. Um, and, and spend time with whoever you want to spend time with, with as many people as you want to spend time with. That was always something within your right. You have the right to assemble. You have the right to see people, provided they also want to see you. Um, it, it's a two-way street there. 
So if you're relying on this idea that, oh, we have a vaccine now, it's not really a vaccine. You've heard Andrew Coppins and I talked this week about, well, there's there's that spike in cases in the UK due to the Delta Scariant um, and how the Pfizer vaccine has gone from a, what, 97% eff- efficacy rate down to a 94% and people are freaking out. You've heard us talk about how our Lord, President and Savior, Dr. Anthony Fauci, is saying that even vaccinated people still need to be wearing masks. You've heard all of these things over this last week. So are you really more satisfied because of the vaccine and because of the measures that government has taken or have lifted in the past few months? Or are you more satisfied because you've been able to do for yourself and take matters into your own hands. For me, it's the latter. And I suppose it could be a combination of both. That is absolutely possible. But there are also repercussions coming from this new way of life, this new lifestyle, if you will. But before I get into that, Are you prepared? Because things are still changing, folks. And I don't know where things are going to be tomorrow, next week, and next year. I I don't know. I do know things are a little kooky right now. And I do know that it never hurts to be prepared. So if you haven't done so yet, go to preparewithmojo50.com. Start with your food storage because... You need to start, obviously, start with the basic necessities. If you're going to get prepared, start with all the basic necessities in life. Start with food, your nutrition, sustenance. What is going to keep you alive? The best way to do that is with food storage. Things could get bad. Things could get really bad. And they can get really bad quickly. Look at what happened last year. Maybe you lose your job. Maybe you have to cut down on some bills. Food storage can help with that. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. We've teamed up with my Patriot Supply. They've got all sorts of um, emergency food supply kits. Check them out. Yes, they might be a little expensive, but is there really a price on your willingness to be prepared? Do you really want to be caught up a creek without a paddle? And if you don't, is there really a price that you can put on it? But I'm telling you, it's worth the investment because the food stays good on your shelf for 25 years. So even if you don't have to use it, it's still going to stay good for a long time. And then you'll always have it. And it's better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So go to preparewithmojo50.com. That is preparewithmojo50.com. Now, as I said before, there are consequences of the decisions that have been made over the last year. Uh, And and there have been consequences to even the lifestyle changes that we have all had to make. That being working from home, for example. Well, did you know that there is a great resignation of 2021? I actually didn't know this until I came across this article. This is not something that I had heard of, 
and I was a little confused by, but apparently it's a thing. And apparently it's something if you don't spend your days on TikTok or Reddit, then you might be blissfully unaware, which I don't spend any of my life on either of those platforms um, because I have enough social media accounts that I already struggle to manage and keep up with. So why would I be on any of these? So I was blissfully unaware of this. But there is a position, a very precarious position going on in the labor market right now. And that they call the great resignation. So according to a TikTok user, a recruiter with over 300,000 followers on the platform, um, as many as one in four employees are planning to leave their job this fall. These employees, she says, intend to spend the summer months using their vacation days and enjoying the benefits of full-time employment before they jump ship to turn in their notice in autumn. Um, huh? Okay, now at first glance at this, I think, what in the hell are these people doing? Why would they be doing something like this? It's a little nutty um, because I've always been taught it's easier to find a job when you have a job. I've also always been taught, especially when you have a family, that it would be much smarter to, I don't know, do the responsible thing and take care of your family. Now, I get, you know, not being happy in your job and not being happy with where things are or where they might be going and, and having that need to change jobs. I do understand that. I've been there, but I've always held that job until I found what I wanted. But way, the way they're making this sound is these people are just going to jump ship without any means of necessarily going on to another job. So why is this happening? That would be my biggest question. Why? Why would people want to do this? Well, I think it's for a myriad of reasons. According to this article from Fee.org, large numbers of Americans transitioned to working from home last year, and now that they've enjoyed the quality of life increase that remote work brings, they are unwilling to return to the monotony of a desk job. Lots of managers have announced plans to bring employees back to the office this fall, and it seems many of them are simply unwilling to do so. And given the plethora of open jobs at the moment, the best workers have their pick of employment. Yeah, um, it, it actually is uh, an employee's market right now. To give you an example, um, there is a worker who has already taken the plunge. He's a 26-year-old veteran at a restaurant industry, realized just how much of his children's childhood he was missing while he was furloughed over the pandemic. He decided it was no longer acceptable to spend so much time away from, from them and quit his job in search of a more steady schedule and a 40-hour work week. Another individual um, has a similar case, resigned her role as a recruiter during the pandemic over health concerns, and in the meantime, launched an online jewelry business. She quickly replaced her income and found a financial uh, found the financial, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, found the financial and t 
time freedom her old work would not afford, which I can relate to. The reality is, if we are truly indeed in an employee's market, which we are, there's never been a better time to job hunt. There's lots of jobs available, folks. According to this article, according to the Labor Department, recently reported 9.3 million jobs are, are open. There are hiring signs everywhere. Employees or employers are looking to attract good employees. I, I know that I'm, as someone that is a manager in his day job, I'm having a hell of a time getting good employees to come and, and work for me. Now, one of the biggest attractions that my, my um, job offers is that we are all remote now. And that is a huge benefit to a lot of these people that are looking for work. They, they want to work from home. They want to be able to have that flexibility. They want to be able to do other things in their life. So what is a consequence of this pandemic? For better or for worse, I don't know that it's for everybody, nor should it be for everyone. But for better or for worse, this is what is happening. So that all said, is it just because this is what the market is doing and how the market is turning and how the workforce is changing? No, it's not. The federal government has continued to send an increased amount of unemployment benefits to workers, even though as businesses they shut down, struggle to open back up. Workers are responding to this perverse incentive and in entirely predictable ways, choosing to stay at home or work less often for more pay than they were ever able to earn in the workforce for an extended period of time. This has become a problem, and you've heard Andrew Coppins and I talk about this at Ignazium on Critical Thinking. And people are making more money on unemployment right now than they were ever making in their full-time job. If you want to spur the economy again, you want to, you want to start, you know, tamping, tampering down the inflation problem we have, we need to get people off their butts. We need to get them off employment. We need to get them back into the workforce. That is something that is actually going to help inflation. Why? Because then we don't have the government spending all of this money, keep dumping it into our bank accounts, which a lot of these stimulus packages have actually been part of the infl inflation problem. You get rid of these things, maybe it tampers it down a bit. There are still a lot of other things going on that, that are causing the inflation problem. It's not just any one thing. But... This tampers down reckless government spending and putting money in people's pockets that otherwise didn't really earn it in the first place. And we're creating a better, more stable economy by getting more people back to work and actually doing something that contributes to our society. So while there may be good consequences that came out of this pandemic, while People may be more satisfied now than they were a year ago with their current lifestyle. All is well and good. That, that's okay. It's okay to be more satisfied than you were a year ago and, and for whatever reason it may be. But just because there were some good consequences that came from this 
doesn't mean that there aren't some bad consequences that came from this. Like I said, we have an inflation problem. We have a spending problem. We have an entitlement problem. People feel that, hey, we are entitled to all of this money because government took away our jobs. But now those same people don't want to go back to work because they make more money on unemployment than they ever did while going to work. What, what, what happened to finding things that, that bring you fulfillment? I mean, you, you heard that recruiter that quit her job and started a jewelry store. It sounds like pretty self-fulfilling, self-sufficient. She found a way to do something that made her happy in the course of the pandemic. But she also found a way to sustain herself, potentially maybe even create some jobs in the process and move forward with life. That sounds pretty satisfying. It doesn't sound satisfying to me if all I'm doing is collecting unemployment, sitting on my butt all day, waiting for Uncle Sam to take care of me. While, bring, while, while also cause it, being part of the inflation problem. Hmm. Seems like we have a ways to go to getting back to some sense of normalcy, but then again, normal never was. You're listening to the Patterning Show right here on Mojo 50. I will be right back right after this very brief commercial break. Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com as a hedge against all the craziness. At preparewithmojo50.com, not only will you find emergency food supplies. Remember when that seemed like a fringe conspiracy theory thing to do? Not so much anymore, right? Not only will you find the emergency food supply, but also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools that you can use in the event of uh, an unforeseen situation or emergency which with every day that goes by seems more and more likely. Better to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. Preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com is the answer. Preparewithmojo50.com. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Welcome back to the Pat Oni Show right here on Mojo 5 I'm your host, Pat Oni. 
Follow me over on Twitter at the Pat Oni Show. Use the hashtag What I Learned Today and also the hashtag Stand with Mrs. Pat. Also follow me over on Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, and well, I would say Parlor, but I, I I'm not really using Parlor anymore at this point. Still kind of playing around with different ideas of of what I might want to be using there in in place of Parlor because. I can't even use Parler on my phone. However, you can also find me over on the Locals app, which that that might just be, you know, where I kind of live instead of Parler from now on. It's just over on Locals, specifically criticalthinking.locals.com. You can download the Locals app and subscribe to the Critical Thinking community. Um, it's just five bucks a month. You get all the exclusive content that Andrew Coppins and I work on over there. Uh, we'll be doing the... Uh, book club again starting next month. Uh, we'll be announcing the next book later next week. Um, so stay tuned for that if you're interested in following along with whatever we're going to be covering in the month of August. So um, that said, just go to criticalthinking.locals.com. Um, you can follow me over there. You can follow Andrew Coppins over there and just become members or better yet subscribers of the Critical Thinking community today. Um, and yes, this show is pre-recorded. Thank you, Stephen Airy. It airs every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern right here on the Mojo Five O Network. Uh, I immediately follow the lovely Bells of Liberty, and I am right before Jason Gouffre of Defending 2A, also all right here on Mojo Five O Radio, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, and generally speaking, wherever podcasts are played. So definitely follow over there. And if you could all do me a favor and rate share um you know share share the show also rate the show give it five stars on on any podcast platforms that you might be listening on um so that it it helps the algorithms if you will and maybe strokes my my ego just a a a wee bit just a wee bit but uh if you could uh that's what helps grow the show that's what helps grow this network um that's what ultimately helps us get our platform and our really our freedom of speech out there because this network is a big part of the free speech movement and um, willing to stand up for free speech pretty much at all times. That said, speaking of other networks, I came across an article from 538 that I, I found kind of disgusting and by kind of disgusting I mean it was just flat out disgusting I mean 538 I see 538 used to be one of my favorite websites to go to to just to kind of get a little bit more centered stories if you will and they've always been a little more centered leaning left but they were at least a little bit more centered and I could, it was, it was stuff that I could read and, and listen to without, you know, wanting to pull my eyes out like, you know, a typical CNN type of a deal. But then they, they, they've been posting articles like this. And the headline is whether Republicans get vaccinated has a lot to do with if they watch Fox news or OANN. Oh, Okay. 
It starts off by saying it's no secret Republicans really distrust the media. In fact, that they distrust is increasingly an important part of their political identity. Stop right there. Distrusting the media, and this is coming from someone that, that leans more right, that is that has many libertarian leanings. Distrusting the media has nothing to do with political identity. I don't distrust the media because I might be a Republican. No, 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 no. That is factually inaccurate. If people distrust the media, it is because the media has lied to them. It has spun content. It has basically manipulated their viewers and become less journalists and more commentators than actually giving me the actual story and the actual information I need and for me to be able to formulate my own damn opinion. No, there's been lots of fake news out there. And because there's been fake news, people especially on the right, generally do not trust the media. It has nothing to do, really, in my mind, with political identity. Because in my mind, this has nothing to do with what side of the aisle you're on. It has everything to do with the media lying to you. For example, Fox News. Do you think your typical liberal progressive watches Fox News and says, yeah, I trust what they're saying. No. What about uh, The Blaze, The Daily Wire? Uh, basically pick any other um, right-leaning platform out there. Do you, do you really think that a progressive is going to trust that platform? No. It's the same thing. They don't trust it. This is the thing. That's the difference. They don't trust it because of their political identity. The right, I mean, as someone on the right, I don't even trust Fox News. I don't necessarily trust anyone's source anymore because everything is so blanketly one-sided, especially within the mainstream media. And that's what happens when people have lied. And here's the thing. Fox News has lied. OANN has lied. They've all spun things. Newsmax has even lied. So they've all spun content. They've all done it for the sake of their audience and garnishing the e emotional response that they get and the ratings that they get from these kinds of responses. So no, I don't necessarily think it's political identity solely. I think it just comes from simply being lied to a disgusting, disgusting headline. But, but, apparently, apparently, if you watch Fox or OANN, it will vary on, on how likely you are to get the vaccine. Apparently, if Republicans that, that typically watch Fox News or other mainstream media outlets are more likely to have at least gotten one shot or in the process of getting both shots of the coronavirus vaccine. Those that do not are heavily, heavily against it. Um, I don't watch OANN. I don't watch Fox News. Neither of which were going to be a determining factor on whether or not I get the vaccine. Nor should they be. 
I I honestly believe that this is a how do I put this? This is a false correlation with how people feel about the vaccine. Now, I'm not saying the media doesn't have an influence on how people respond to the vaccine and how they respond to the coronavirus pandemic. Clearly, they do. But I think the the average person, whether they are on the right, Republican, liberal, Democrat, doesn't matter, are going to do homework on it and they are going to make their decision based upon their individual needs. At least that's what they should be doing. They shouldn't just be, and and here's the thing, how many people do we know that have gotten the vaccine because the media said so? Lots. How many people do we know that got the vaccine because the media said so because some experts said X, Y, and Z, i.e. Dr. Our President Lord Anthony, I can't even get this right. Our Lord, President, Savior, Anthony Fauci. And I even, damn it, I even forgot doctor. Damn it. Um, but how many people have, have gotten it just because Dr. Fauci said so? See, if we're listening to the media and we're listening to Fox News or CNN or whatever have you, then we're doing it wrong. We're doing it wrong on, on whether or not we get this vaccine. We should be doing our own homework, taking into account What is our situation with our own individualized health? Do we have comorbidities? Do we have other issues that might make coronavirus much more serious for us? In those kind of situations, I could see how you could justify getting the vaccine. But if you are an otherwise healthy person and you don't want to, and you've consulted your doctor, that's the other thing I believe people should do, that instead of consulting the media is consulting your doctor, then why would I get the vaccine if I don't feel that I need one? That's how the decision should be made. It shouldn't be made just because, oh, some some quote-unquote expert on the media. If anything in this last year, we have found that many experts have been wrong on this novel coronavirus, especially Fauci. So why on earth would I give anyone in the media any kind of air on the subject or any kind of power over me on this subject? I shouldn't is the answer. But I digress. But moving on, um, before I get into this this next topic, um, should tell everyone a little bit about RomicaDesigns.com. Specifically, if you go to Romica Designs backslash the Pat Oni Show and use the promo code Pat, you can get up to 10% off on your purchase. And if you don't know what Romica Designs is, they do um, engravings on all sorts of different kinds of stuff. And they can pretty much do about whatever you want. I mean, at least from, from what I've seen on there within reason. Um, I sent uh, a Father's Day present to my dad um, and to my father-in-law using Romica Designs, and it's absolutely fantastic. They both loved it. Um, I highly, highly recommend it, especially if you have any kind of special occasion coming up. Um, I'm looking into using it for my show um, and and getting some things more for my show, like you've seen um, Andrew's uh, Critical Thinking Tumblr um, that I am also looking forward to using on 
my show as well. Um, so things should be coming there. But if you're looking for things for yourself, for your home, for uh, a gift, I highly recommend going to RamikaDesigns.com backslash the Pat Only Show using the promo code Pat and getting 10% off your purchase today. And speaking of the Pat Only Show, you may have noticed if you watch over on the Locals app and you're a Critical Thinker critical thinking subscriber um you can actually watch the show with andrew and i every monday through friday from 5 to 6 p.m eastern and the reason why you can see me over there and not on the pat oni show is because andrew uses a specific platform that is able to get us both on video that i do not have a subscription to nor do i have an apple product i actually use pc um the the video version of our format you have to have an Apple product for, um, so I can participate on it um, when when he sends me a link to be able to come on to that platform. But I can't use that platform individually on my PC, so that's why you can see me on video on that show, not the Pounding Show. However, if you have been a subscriber and you've been watching the show, you notice my setup is very, very different. The the camera quality is also very different. I have been working on taking the Pounty Show um, to video for some time. It's coming, folks, and it's coming hopefully very, very soon. Um, I will have more announcements on the logistics of all that and how that's going to happen hopefully in the next week or two, hopefully. Um, so... I will be going video as well. I will not be just audio anymore. So keep an eye out for that because some changes are happening. You've already seen, like I said, you've already seen some of the changes that have been happening here. Um, I'm also looking at getting, using Romika Designs at uh, um, rebranding my logo and stuff like that and and getting a a logo up behind me on the wall. And it just, it's going to be freaking awesome. So just stay tuned for some of these changes. It's coming, folks. It is coming. That said, um, into my next story of of, uh, and this has to do with big tech and and getting into Joe Biden's uh, executive order on big tech and locking them into um, some more restrictions and. All sorts of fun stuff. But um, did you know that the the campaign against extreme extremism looks a lot like an attack on free speech? And if you thought that, that's because, well, it is. And I don't think that Joe Biden, despite his executive order, is going to make that any better. But we all know that Facebook, Twitter, other platforms, YouTube, have restricted conservatives, if not flat-out banned conservatives from their platforms because, well, extremism. It's all in the name of extremism, whether you like it or not. And I would dare say that extremism is in the eye of the beholder. Now, look, I think we could all agree regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, if you're inciting violence, if you are threatening other people, 
you know, that's a breach of conduct on any online platform. And you probably should be removed um, for doing those kinds of things. And it, because what you're doing at that point is you are inciting harm against someone else. That said, you take away the harm factor, then why not be able to say what you want to say? I mean, we've all heard the the arguments before of of different people from different walks of life using different kinds of language. I mean, we've we've all heard the racists, the bigots, the misogynists, whatever have you, say what they want to say. And as reprehensible as many of that much of that language is, and as abhorrent as it is, and as wrong as it is, do they not have the right to say it? Um yes, they do. They have the right to say it. I support their right to say it, though they are wrong to say it. I will say that much. They are wrong. And it kind of goes with Doc Thompson's rule number five. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. I have the right to believe these things. I have the right to say these things if I so choose to. But does that mean I should? No. And for the record, no, I'm not any of those things. But if I were, would I not have the right? And I believe that everyone does. That said... When you're on the internet and you're, you're, you're using different kinds of hate speech, which I would advise that hate speech is also in the eye of the beholder, because I could not like what a liberal says and call it hate speech and say, hey, that's extremism, and try to get them in trouble for it, much like they have with conservatives. I won't do that because I believe in uh, free speech. I believe in those principles. That said, if it's in the eye of the beholder, if extremism is in the eye of the beholder, then that means everything could be considered to be extreme for anything that you don't agree with. And if you're a platform like Facebook or Twitter and you don't agree with someone, say, like, I don't know, Donald Trump, then hell, we can ban him and, and, and not let him back on our platform, Right? But if you're a platform that's there for people to speak their minds and, and express different views and opinions, then why would you ban anyone? Anyone that's not inciting any kind of harm. Donald Trump hasn't done that, but yet he's banned from both Twitter and Facebook, in which he announced earlier this week that he is going to be pursuing a lawsuit against both social media giants. And... He's not the only one. Steven Crowder still has his lawsuit going. So people are, more and more people are going after big tech that are going after social media for the sake of censorship. What I'm ultimately getting at is that censorship is wrong. It's reprehensible. It's, it hinders a way for people to critically think. It hinders a way for people to express different and new ideas whether how controversial or how wrong they may be the way we learn the way we grow as a society is to incorporate and 
listen to all sorts of different diverse ideas and opinions out there. That doesn't make them right. That doesn't make them moral. But I would rather learn about the immoral than be completely ignorant to it. That is the problem that we are facing with big tech, with the censorship. It's not that I don't necessarily agree with them in some cases that, hey, this is extremism, this is hateful, this is bad, this is this is a really bad idea. But how else are we supposed to learn about these things today as a society? How else are we supposed to learn and evolve? I, I mean, are we really supposed to? Can all conform to the same ideas and opinions and be a part of that walk of life? Are we really supposed to do those things? I submit no. Because then how are we supposed to have any kind of diversity? How are, I mean, if we're really going to be diverse, wouldn't it be better to say, you know what, hey, you know what, I don't agree with you, but I, I accept you for who you are? Isn't that kind of the point? No, we're, we're forcing everyone down that pigeonhole of either agree with us or shut the hell up. You don't have a voice. You don't get to have a voice. It defeats the whole purpose of freedom of speech. It defeats the whole purpose of being able to move forward as a society and to learn and grow. Again, however reprehensible, however bad or wrong that these thoughts and opinions could be, they need to have a light shined on them, and we need to be able to learn from them to be able to discern what is truly right and wrong. Should we not? I don't know. Uh, let me know what you think on that. Leave, leave some comments on it. But Joe Biden, by the way, put an executive order on promoting competition in the American economy. And this was in an effort um, for, to, for on big tech as well. Um, he's like, today I'm going to sign shortly an executive order promoting competition to lower prices and increase wages to other critical step towards the economy that works for everyone. The heart of American capitalism is a simple idea. Open and fair competition, that means that your companies want to win your business. They have to go out and they have to up their game. Let me be very clear. Capitalism without competition isn't capitalism. It's exploitation. And I thought to myself, holy crap. Where has this guy been? That might be the most competent thing that Joe Biden has said since he's taken office. And probably one of the very few things, if at all, that I would actually agree with. However, I kept reading and um, it's not necessarily what you think it means. He says, without healthy competition, big players can change and charge whatever they want and treat you however they want. And for too many Americans, that means accepting a bad deal for things you can't go without. So, we know we've got a problem, a major problem, but we also have an incredible opportunity. The order seeks to, to juice competition in broadband by encouraging the Federal Communications Commission to reintroduce the so-called nutrition label or internet service providers that give consumers a more clear information about service providers. It calls for the FCC to restrict early termination fees and ban exclusivity deals that currently 
limit apartment buildings and other rental units to only one internet provider. It also directs the FCC to restore net neutrality rules imposed under the Obama administration that prohibit the term from selectively blocking, slowing, or speeding up websites. We want to get back to the economy that grows from the bottom up, the middle out. The executive order I'm soon going to be signing commits the federal government to full and aggressive enforcement of our antitrust laws. No more tolerance for abusive actions by monopolies, no more bad mergers, and no more mass layoffs, higher prices, fewer options for workers and consumers alike. This order affirms that the policy of the administration is to enforce the antitrust laws to combat excessive concentration of industry, of abuses, of market power, and harmful effects of monopoly and misopony, especially as these issues arise in labor markets, agricultural markets, internet platform industries, healthcare markets, including insurance, hospital, and prescription drug markets. Repair markets and the United States market is directly affected by foreign cartel activity, the, the order states. It also, it also is the policy of my administration to enforce the antitrust laws to meet the challenges posed by new industries and technologies, including the rise of dominant internet platforms, especially as they stem from serial mergers the acquisitions of of nascent competitors and aggregation of data, unfair competition in attention markets, the surveillance of users, and the presence of network effects. Um, that said, I, I looked up a term here called uh, oligarchy. And um, oligarchy is a is a small group of people having control of a country, organization, or institution that would include the economy, by the way. This isn't capitalism, folks. He says capitalism, but it doesn't mean what he thinks it means. What he is describing is an oligarchy, that the government is putting pressure on the economy and big companies to conform a certain way, to conform to a certain standard. Now, one could argue this is great for conservatives because, well, we would at least have, you know, Facebook and Twitter and all this sort of fun stuff not censoring us anymore. Or at least that's what how many could interpret this, but that's not necessarily true. There will be loopholes in this. There will be ways to get around it. Um, this is not necessarily a good thing, folks. Um, this is this is a government basically trying to control and monopolize how these industries work. While I'm against Facebook and Twitter and YouTube doing all of the things that they've been doing to different kinds of groups over the last few years, specifically conservatives, I'm also not for the government regulating this in any way because then the government can regulate it the way it wants it to be regulated and manipulate it into doing what it wants it to do. This is more of an oligarchy and more of an oligarchy type economy. This is not, not capitalism. This is not free market thinking. We want to actually 
get around big tech and get around these issues, let the market go. Let people actually decide where they want to be, what content they want to see, and what they want to be able to put up on social media. You do that, well, the market will speak for itself. And maybe, maybe those big tech companies will come around and actually be like, oh, hey, that was pretty stupid of us. You've been listening to The Patterning Show right here on Mojo 5 I will be back Monday with Andrew Coppins on Critical Thinking. Till then, don't get lost. Remember who you are, and no means no. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5 American corn farmers. A proud and chosen profession inspired through generations. Tested, resilient, and committed to giving back as much as they're growing. Pushing the boundaries of what's possible with every bushel, while replenishing every increasingly precious resource, like the reduction of soil loss by 40% with every acre grown. In a world where sustainability matters more than ever, we need all the help we can get. And there's no greater resource than the capable hands of American corn farmers.